Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. If you can't handle that, you should probably leave. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are having another episode. Do we call it having another episode? Like I'm having an episode. I'm freaking out, man. Mm. Um, so, well, anyway, welcome to another episode of Bustles and Bangers with Rachel and Christopher Danger. Hello. And hi. Um, you look really nice. Oh, thank you so much. So do you. Mm. Hey. I don't know why. It's just a t-shirt. Uh, well, your face and, and I know what's under the t-shirt and your hair and... Your butt. It's really good. Yes, and then I, I know I what's under the pants. Speaking of, we had a fun weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a fun weekend. Um a great weekend. Yeah. Should we give detail? Should we not give detail? Um, I don't know. Maybe I should make it a mystery and people <laughs> will have to like just ask about it. What'd you do that weekend? What did you do? We had a cookout. It was spicy. <laughs> spicy cookout. Hmm. <laughs> I'll say only one person came to hang out with us. If that's a hint, hint. People really liked my post uh, recently on social media where I found a little uh, pineapple drink thing at mm. Target. They loved that post. So, you know, maybe we need to do like a spinoff podcast where we're talking about our personal experiences. People, yeah, maybe. People might love it. They well, anyway, might. speaking of personal experiences. I'm really tired today. Well, we have a new book to read, so wake the fuck up. All right. Wake up. And so, speaking of personal experiences, I grabbed this book because there were two nudie people on the front, and it looked a little sci-fi hellish, like creepy. So I thought, oh, hell yeah. And I think I flipped through it, or maybe I read the back, and it did say weird stuff, like uh, wildest imaginative fantasy we have had the pleasure of reading in a long time. So I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be good. It's called... Inside Outside by Philip Jose Farmer. Hell yeah. That's a wild so mixture of, of names. Them, every Is this the first male author we've read? We've read? Maybe. <laughs> and well, let's see how you do for the fellas then. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Okay. He, he Other books that he has done are called The Lovers, Strange Relations. Oh, we have some strange relations. <laughs> the Green Odyssey and the Alley God. Ew, the Green Odyssey? <laughs> yeah. And the Alley God. The Alley God? A-L-L-E-Y. That's Alley, like right? Like outside? Like, like an alley cat. Yeah. 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 But you're a god. I guess so. I don't it's know. It's like king of the homeless people. 
I don't know if this book makes me want to read his others or not. So just hang on for the ride. Have you finished it already? No, 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 no. Okay. I've only done. So this is our first installment and I've only gotten thus far. Well, maybe I got a little farther. To but the intro? Yeah, I had to break it down a bit. But do you want me to read you the intro? No, I don't know. I'm just here. You say yes. Oh, yes. You're a of when a course. Girl asks I would you, love for you to read me the thank intro. Thank you. Jeez. All right. So do you remember those old? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, damn. Sorry. Not asking you. We're asking the audience. I'll sit quietly and listen. All right. Audience, <laughs> do you remember those old-fashioned snowball paperweights? The round glass ball containing a miniature world of snowmen or igloos, or perhaps a Santa Claus fixed firmly to one side of the ball. The kind which, when shaken, produced a pleasant flurry of floating flakes to obscure, for a little while, the tiny world so safely encased, so much at the mercy of anyone who wanted to smash it. So, can I, since we're talking about personal stuff... Yeah. And you're mentioning snow globes. Do you want to hear a Christopher fun fact story? Yes. So me and a friend of mine, it was actually a group of friends. And I were maybe, I don't know. But obviously only one of them was important. <laughs> I think we were in high school. There I think were maybe other it was my people? senior year in high school. Maybe right. 18. Okay. 18, 17, 18. <laughs> and my best, my best friend at the time wanted to try salvia. Okay. I think I've heard so, this story, but please remind me. Yeah. We he he ordered some on the internet. Wow! I don't, back, back then, yeah, dude, it was okay. crazy. Like that was really risky. Felt but, like uh, that was easier to do now than then. Oh yeah, way easier now. Uh, but this was back when it was legal, so he didn't really have to worry oh. about that kind of thing. He just really had to worry about getting scammed. And well, and obviously, if, and you know this friend, and yes. you know that yes. he probably wasn't all that worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So he orders it, and we're hanging out one night, and he's like, "Hey, come up to." come to this restaurant we're gonna eat and i was like all right i think it was i think it was a buffalo wild wings when it was in this old location now i'm hungry yeah me, me too uh anyways so we were in the parking lot and all of us and him and i kind of broke up from the group and he's like hey i got that salvia I'm like what like right here he's like yeah it's okay so he takes it out and he smokes some and I don't know, kind of spaced out for about mm -hmm. maybe 30 seconds, mm -hmm. 45 seconds. Like, where'd seconds. you go, man? Yeah, and he just comes back, like, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> your turn. Have fun. He didn't die. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was impressionable in my youth. Oh, yes. So, um, we like to try any and everything. <laughs> so uh, I let her rip. All and right. What was the ride like? I remember pulling, it was out of a Coke can that we found on the that's street, how I used to smoke my weed. Me too. We were, we were broke. <laughs> Actually, so. mine was like a Slim Fast can because it was my mom's. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to find Coke cans or whatever. We She's care. like, we I just... know you're not drinking my Slim Fast. Where is it going? <laughs> like, you're not drinking it either, mom. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, put it to use. I like recycling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now there's a bunch of cans out in the woods where I used to live just randomly. Oh, you filthy. You should throw them in your neighbor's trash can. Well. No, all my neighbors knew it was like they would have known. No, they we, would have suspected. There were they, they were known. all fam. No, they were all like family. It was eight houses. Everybody would have known. We were the only two teenagers there so at start all. Dropping them down people's chimneys. We were the ones <laughs> driving wildly down the road and setting off fireworks during a burn ban. Yeah, they knew it was. They would have known. So I'm sitting in this parking lot, let her rip on some salvia, and I. Everything seemed okay. Mm, as it does at the very and, beginning. And, of but anything. everything felt like it stopped. So anyway, so Calvin looks at me and I fin you know, it had been about a half a minute or so and he was like, How do you feel? And I was still kinda 
Mm. I was like, I feel fine, but I have to ask you why you're in my snow globe with me. Aww. He was like, Aww. you're in a snow globe? I said, I, I think so. <laughs> and I was looking around and then it all kind of like faded away. And I was like, that was weird. It's <laughs> 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 was, was like, do you want to do some more? I, said, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's, that's kind a, of a scary feeling, too, if you think about done. it being trapped. This is a perfect fucking book for that mm. situation, then, because, dude. That's a real story, and he will vouch for that story. You might so. love this book, then. Um, can I just finish and see how you feel after I read you just the second half of the intro? Yeah. Imagine such a world immeasurably larger, large enough to have its own interior fixed sun, but a world still finite. Do you say finite or finite? I say finite. Because it's infinite. Yeah, I always say finite. All right. That sounds more like a... But then I do say infinite, so I don't know. Yeah, okay. Whirling freely in space, populated by a full complement of creatures of all kinds. They would be literally inside, outside. (laughs) (laughs) but they would not know it not at first they would try desperately to find an answer to who they were what was their universe what was the purpose of their lives much as people do on earth and when disaster struck (laughs) when the hand shook the snowball they would try desperately hard to survive and some would find the answer oh are you ready for this are you ready this is a major ride all right inside outside i think I think I'm ready. Okay. All right. Inside Outside, a novel by Philip Jose Farmer. Representing the men. Let's (laughs) do it. Yeah. Two floated in the twilight void, arms around each other, the chin of each resting on the shoulder of the other. They spun around a common axis and turned over and over, head over heels. Around them, there was no above or below, was nothing, only the invisible air. (laughs) Then how are they going around? (laughs) What what, what other you know? type of air is not invisible? If there's not a bottom or a top, how are you spinning? Well, I guess you can no. feel oh, it's just the motion, motion and nothingness. You can feel it. This you ever been to a deprivation chamber? N- well, you did, but I didn't I did, get in. And I can tell you, you wasted two of those that I paid for. I so let's I'm not get asshole, into but that. But you can't tell that you're moving. Yeah, that's cool. I might want to try it. The sun was obscured by a cloud of dust. Jack Cole held Phyllis. Jackal. All right, you caught on to that so fast. They say something about it later. <laughs> Shut up. It's supposed That's to know awesome. that. All right, Hell yeah. All right, wait. Held Phyllis Nilstrom. Phil- Phil- I wanted to make sure I said that right. Phyllis Nilstrom. Phyllis Nilstrom. Jack Cole and held Phyllis Nilstrom <laughs> tightly it, okay. while he stared past her. Presently, for he had no means of telling time in a world where the sun never moved, he saw a speck appear. His heart beat many times. Then the speck was much larger. Before long, he knew that the object was not heading straight for them, nor was it, as he first thought, part of the debris left after the cataclysm. A building or a tree or a chunk of ripped apart mountain, its shape was that of a living thing, although not like any creature he had ever seen in this world. Skip ahead. All right, this one's going to be really confusing for me, I can tell. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right, so skip ahead. That's kind of like a peek into the very end of the fucking book because i did flip through this so there are people two people jackal and phyllis nilstrom phyllis Shit. are floating They're in the spinning. abyss that and he sees in the distance something something and it's not debris 
but he knows what the something he doesn't know what he the something is, he's but he knows what it. it's not. He's not, ne- yeah, and he knows it's not debris, and he knows it's not a creature he's seen before, and so, it's not a creature he's seen before. But it's so it's a creature he suspects. Right. Yeah. So now that's just a heads up for what's going to happen in the end of the book. So hear me out. Mm. We're going to start this book for the third time. <laughs> I read you the end. No, fourth. I read you the intro. I read you the second intro. Then I read you the third intro, and now this is the real intro. All right. Let me say something too before we start this. This dude, this author, loves pare- like not parentheses. Um, oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck are the things? Oh no! Parentheses. No, 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 no! The little these things. Oh my god! This podcast just makes me feel like those are parentheses. You oh, because I was thinking marks. no. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> fuck me! <laughs> he loves fucking. You're my best friend. <laughs> parentheses. That right. sounds like it should be quotation marks. Please excuse my parentheses. Dear Aunt Sally. Parentheses. Stupid. All right. Yeah. Exponents. All right. Starting over again. Okay. The deadly desert. And keep in mind that's that's a proper noun. I do know One that. Motherfucker. Time. The deadly desert. The deadly desert. All it's right. It's a proper noun. Was the old hell with its fires burned out? Oh. So said the old timers. Jack Cull had studied the deadly desert so often from his apartment window high up in the tower that he could understand what they meant. While having coffee, uh, parentheses, instant air sats made from crumbled rock tree leaves. Yum. Okay, whatever. Sounds amazing. So uh, in the morning, and then there was another parentheses parentheses, question mark (laughs) They don't know if it's the morning because the sun because the sun's not moving. I get I guess, okay. but still, like we g- just make it a quite. I don't know. Maybe I guess this is good grammar. Maybe he's the best, most accurate grammatical author I've ever seen, and it's just confusing. You know, it's we'll just a see. lot. It's just. I a think lot. you should continue. There's and another we, one later. <laughs> we're gonna analyze this dude inside right, and outside okay. All right. as we read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. All based on his grammatical mm-hmm. efficiencies. Yes. And if you fuck this up, Philip, <laughs> we're never gonna let you live it down. <laughs> we're gonna, if you're still alive, man. He stared over the city roofs, over the city walls, and out across the desert for as far as he could see. Parentheses, there was no horizon. Parentheses, the sands stretched. Here and there, mountains abruptly rose from the flatness. The mountains. Hold up. mm. There's no horizon. So. Yeah. Was he just looking into like the abyss? That's how they feel. That's how they feel. But how do you know it's a desert? I'm. Shut up and listen. (laughs) The sands stretched. Mountains abruptly rose. The mountains, like the desert, were treeless, shrubless, grassless. Around them was nothing but sand and sunshine and vapors of poisonous gases from potholes. Infrequently, a dragon or a cerebus. A dragon or a cerebus? Cerebus. Okay. Not Cerberus, Cerebus. I got you. Cranked along like an old bus on its way to the junk heap. Once Cole saw a sway-backed centaur. Even (laughs) at the distance, it looked hopelessly down at the hooves, grimy and gray and broken-spirited as only the long-employed could be. For every now and then, he had heard, one came into the city. He carried not a bow and arrow with which to torment the damned, but a stone alms bowl. Alms, alms for the centaur. That's the money. 
Remember in the Robin? Remember the Robin Hood thing? And he's like, alms, alms for the poor. Yeah. You know, alms bowl. So it's just like a cup. This dude's all in. Yeah. Okay. So skip a little bit. Uh, This was a world where the sky was not blue, where there was no sky, where the sun was always exactly overhead, where the only shadow was beneath a roof or beside a leaning wall. Jack returned to his breakfast, and he gazed with repulsion at his apartment. Four stone walls, which did not a prison make. A stone bed, a stone bench, a stone table made of granite, diorite, volcanic tuff, limestone, respectively. His breakfast... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can picture it now. (laughs) His breakfast, a quartz bowl filled with mana or... It's mana soup, right? Mana, mana. I trust you. And with coarse brown fibers like hairy noodles of rock tree leaves. These constituted the only vegetation, and that was only permitted, he supposed, because human beings needed roughage. They were not ectoplasm, but flesh and blood. They breathed and bled, had mouths, teeth, teeth and bowels and so needed food with bulk the rock trees also existed because a generator of oxygen and consumer of carbon dioxide was needed this was a physical universe even if enclosed just as physical as earth from which they came Mm. after eating the soup and drinking another cup of coffee he started to shave with a flint razor one had to keep up appearances pride was not denied especially here and mustaches were in Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hear 70s music in the background. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, and too, you know, since everybody always wants to freaking ask when this was made, let me just look. Yeah, when was this book written? 1964. So, yeah, 70s music was completely accurate. No, because that hasn't happened yet. 60s music. Well, when I say 70s, I picture all the... The kind of dull, vibrant colors, you know, the 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 mustard yellows and and the forest greens, yeah, it was and, ugly, and then the music was like slightly disco, slightly hippie. I don't like it. That's well, I love that. Oh my god! If our house, I mean, I tried to get our house to look like that slightly, but I don't know. I've always like never mind. We're not gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but during the second scrape of his flint razor, an earthquake struck. The floor heaved. The blocks composing the walls partly slided. He steadied himself against the table, but he continued scraping off the whiskers. Whiskers. The bastards were not going to unnerve him. Let the universe expand. He was not going to allow him allow them to know he was breaking. However, mm-hmm. he was breaking. All of the sudden. Out his window, a thin line appeared. It shot toward him, toward the city, grew larger as it came closer, expanding and resolving into two walls, forming a sharp corner like the prow of a ship. And like a ship, it roared over the sands of the desert, pushing up great waves in front of it and clouds of dust on each side, a ship of the desert sailing under the wind of God's fury. Here it comes, he screamed. It'll smash into us. Tons and tons and tons of giant blocks of granite ramming at 60 miles an hour into the city but the great city suddenly stopped (laughs) that was pretty intense it was and anyway it turned out to be a mirage (laughs) sort of sort of sort of it was a reflection apparently philip i have a a question what drugs are you on what is your preferred psychedelic yeah yeah. (laughs) he has definitely had some mushrooms yeah do you yeah absolutely
so now the city with flaming towers was gone because it was actually a reflection of something from thousands of miles away. Now the earthquake actually did happen and shit did happen. Shit happened. Shit happened. Shit hit the fan. Well, anyway. Shit hit the fan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So um, now the city with flaming towers was gone. It would never do to allow commerce intercourse among Christian and Buddhist. Each must suffer his own hell. The authorities would see to that. Authorities is also a proper noun. So they are a entity. What happened? Okay, so he's sitting here in his apartment, in his hell apartment. <coughs> so he's in hell. As far as everybody knows. They again, think they suspect they're in hell. Just like we suspect we're on Earth in a universe. You know, yeah. right? It's the same kind of situation. We're all assuming, right, truly. They're like, we're, from, we're in hell. Yeah. And so he see he, an earthquake occurs while he's shaving, and it seems out his window like some city is coming towards him. But it turned out to be like a mirage, a reflection of the world they're in expanding and he's talking about how the world has to expand and other places have to be created because they're not allowing like different religions to intermingle because you have to suffer your own shit oh so each prophesized hell is actually like all it's together relative in one. to who you are and what you believed when you're alive. I guess alive. so, yeah, because he says Christians and Buddhists shouldn't um, com- commerce. Holy fuck! Or so it's better than to not believe in hell at all, dude. Yeah, because then maybe you won't even get you won't get in. Yeah, <laughs> you, didn't make, like, you didn't make the list. I only believe in heaven and getting my dick sucked <laughs> in the afterlife. Yes, yes. So the guys who believe in having all those wives when they do the the you know whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kamikaze thing, then they'll get it. I think you mix up a whole bunch of shit there. But oh, that's well, okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you have to kill somebody to get in there to get that. I don't know, man. What just? Oh, the penny dropped on my leg. I was like, what is? Cold? I'm not gonna presume to know. Well, anyway, just a heads up, everybody. This gets into some religious stuff. I oh, just read it. I yeah. think it should be well, a surprise. No, don't I, tell well, anybody. What's obviously, we're talking about hell, Christians, boo. Buddhist anyway I'm not I'm never I'm just thinking it's interesting everybody has to suffer their yeah. own perspective hell. like yeah. what's your hell look like Rachel uh mine looks oh. like being served room service and yeah. what somebody fanning me with a banana leaf yeah dude yes, I please. had to listen to the eagles mm, and I want an orgy of really sexy people really the, sexy the, people like tense, the dude. genders don't all even the, matter all the way around <laughs> I just want to be in the spotlight all right so um so he starts talking about the authorities. If the authorities were so smart, he thought, why didn't they make this place big enough in the first place? So see, that's the description of yeah. it expanding. What it, asshole made this so tiny? Yeah, it was then that he put his hand on his face and felt the wetness. He had cut himself with the flint and had forgotten about the cut. He licked the blood off his finger and thought intensely about its slight saltiness, its redness, and how it was his blood, his own. Pleasures were few here, and you had to do strange things to get your kicks. He knew a man who could lie on his back, practically bend himself double, and then could... Well, he better not go on. Uh-oh. It did not. What? He could. Uh, mm. He's licking his own butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, practically double. He could get in his belly button. That was as close as he got. Yeah. Um, but it, it did not bear thinking about, not because it was in bad taste or vulgar or against curtain. No current moors, but because he hated that man for being able to get a kick that he could not. Mm. He was not worried about bleeding to death. But he did want to repair the damage because the exchange, another proper noun, where he worked 
insisted on its employees looking presentable. So in hell you still have to work. Yeah, it said pride was not denied. Oh yeah, no. Ew. I would imagine no. that hell would have Wait, worked. But so, get yeah. this, yeah, hell with work. But get this. He telephoned his doctor who lived in a small room in the lowest sub-basement of the apartment. Telephones in hell? Why not? They were the work of those who had been here before man. The quotation marks, demons. Demons. So telephones were invented by demons. There is so much grammar and, and stuff in this book. It's insane. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, well, he's thinking it in his head. It's okay. it's you and yeah. Okay, so okay. the doctor gets there. He opened his little black bag, slapped something on the wound to close it up, and covered it with salve. What caused the earthquake this time? Cole said. The doctor replied with chips of weariness dropping off his voice and flakes of sullenness darting from his manure brown eyes. <laughs> That's how everybody described my eyes. <laughs> So anyway, Minyar, <laughs> another famine in China. So basically, the, I thought they were in hell. Right, the, China's he, in he, hell. No, he asked what caused the earthquake. Oh, so okay. he says another famine in China, because what happened is half a million souls encased in solid flesh had moved into hell overnight, and hell had expanded to make room for them. Hence the stretching, and the the earthquake, and the mirage of a new city being created. Um, it was a Buddhist city, and. Uh, Let's see. Buildings reeling, toppling. The other city was a mirage. Oh, no, never. Okay, so it was real. It did get created, but it wasn't that close to him. Anyway, the doctor gets a call at Cole's place. And speaking of grammar and how... Jackals? Yeah. Okay. And speaking of grammar and all that, the way he described... It's like the phone rang... Oh, or no, it said the doctor got up and went to the phone because he knew he would get a call in a couple of minutes at Cole's apartment, Jack's apartment. Uh, but then it says Jack went and answered the phone, but it never says anything about him saying, oh, here's the phone for you or handing it over. And then all of a sudden it's like, um, Dr. B.O. <laughs> that's his, that's <laughs> his name. Awesome. Put down the phone and ran out of the room. He was a flash of red edged with the blue of auto intoxication. This dude so it was is a little, tripping. Yeah, okay. So just a little side <coughs> note so you know, apparently slavery is legal. In hell? Yeah, and they also have, they refer to some of the creatures as fiends. And those people, those are not human beings, apparently. Fiends. Mm -hmm. Is those like meth heads that went maybe, to hell? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even they, liars that they were, would not claim that they had their pride. Besides, if it were not for the fiends, would human beings have been in hell? I guess it's the fiends that kind of created all the problems. Maybe they're also sort of demons. I don't know. So he. We will read on and find out. Yeah. So Doctor Bo, when he <laughs> when he left the room, he left the phone off the hook. He was in such a hurry. Interesting, right? So uh, Jack so. gets curious. Yeah. So he gives him hang puts his ear up to it. Yeah. So the last time Jack put their ear to a phone was in nineteen ninety nine in Fight Club. Oh. And that's how he found Marla oh. in the apartment. Oh. Okay. So he left it off the hook. Yeah. Mm, that's right. Uh -huh. I do remember that part. So this okay. reminds me of that. All right. You know, we might actually like this book. It might not be terrible. I'm not. I'm, it's hard. I'm, I'm interested. Well, I'm very confused. I make this much more interesting than it is when you have to read it quietly alone well, by yourself. Well, that's why yeah, I listen to you Ugh. read instead of right. reading them myself. It's almost more entertaining for me to listen to me read it at the end of the podcast recording. So anyway. Um, okay. Here's what he heard. <clears throat> 
There was a hum of a line waiting to be used, then a voice with a Slavic accent saying, somewhere deep below, it has to be because the only place we've never been. Look in the sewers. There was a click. Cole put the receiver back on the hook, picked up his briefcase, and walked out. Look in the sewers, he thought. What the hell was behind that remark? Look for what? Then as he went out onto the street, he forgot about it. Oh, oh, perfect. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I live in hell. There's demons and centaurs and yeah, Cerberuses. Yeah, you want me to go to the sewer? No. Cerebuses. Well, they're talking to the doctor, supposedly. Or maybe he just heard them over talking to whoever they were on the other line with. I don't know. So, just so you can get a little idea of what the streets are like. Oh, I can't wait. It was blocked by a crowd that had gathered around a corpse half hidden beneath a block of granite tumbled by the quake. Death did not awe or attract them. It was what death brought running that made them stand around and wait when they probably had urgent business elsewhere. From far away, he heard the faint wee. What? <laughs> does it say that? Wee. W-H-E-E-E. Wee. Of the siren. Oh, okay. It was distant, so he knew he had time to step into a store and buy. Or I thought, tr- like, maybe that guy jumped off a building <laughs> and this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the sound of her, the last bits of the air in her going. Yeah. Wee. yeah, yeah <laughs> she farted. The last, the last remnants of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he was going <laughs> to try to buy a package of roll your own. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. The owner was not in sight. The slave was though now let me go ahead let me go ahead and say this right now this book is fucking racist (laughs) i don't i don't sounds like it's getting there. listen i do not recommend anyone to pay a dime for this fucking book no don't give (laughs) don't give philip jose farmer any more your money he's got way old thoughts oh my god so anyway i'll tell you i have crossed out a lot of really bad words Okay. Now, you know, I love bad words, but there's one word I don't like. Yeah. So I crossed all that out and I won't be reading them and I will be skipping a lot of the extremely racist commentary. And I don't mean commentary like against them, but like the way he wrote the talking really bad. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. If if somebody wants to give me the A OK, I would read it. I'll read it to you personally, but I'm not going to read this out loud. It's so offensive. It's so offensive. Anyway, I literally, my note is massive amount of racism. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, they're talking about this slave, and apparently, this slave came from being a slave of an angel. He calls himself an angel slave. Like, he was slavery in heaven, too. Yeah, apparently. So, I'll tell you which angel it was. Hold on. Where is it? Did I not underline that? Uh, St. Michael's. Dang. St. Michael's. The tippy top, huh? Mm, that was, so this guy used, says he used to be St. Michael's. Mm-hmm. House boy. I heard it. Crazy. Jerks. Anyway. So anyway, skip all that bullshit. He's trying. Man, you're supposed to be representing dudes right now. The guys. Well, again, Here old school. He's probably an old white man. Well, I don't know. I'm very thrown off with the middle name being Jose. Maybe he felt like it was okay Maybe for him. Maybe it's like his pen name. He's, <laughs> He's trying like, to get gotta, away from it. I got to look slightly like I have some other kind of heritage to be allowed to write this, I guess. Jerk. <laughs> like claiming a different race to get into college. Give us a fucking break. So anyway, uh, he goes on to get in an argument with this guy, I guess, because the... the <laughs> I can say that word. My middle <laughs> name's Jose. Well, all the words are, I think, just being thought. He's just like describing this situation. It's so stupid. There's literally, I had to 
one, two, three, four, five, five N words I had to cross out. In one page? In one page, just describing this one situation. This guy's a jerk. Anyway, so um, what happens? That's wild. What happens is uh, Cole's asking, um, what is his name? Uh, Oh, he asked to be called Uncle Tom. But he asked to be called that. But also... Uh, Philip, you're the one that said he asked that. that. Yeah, you're the one that so, made up that story. So I still don't know if it's okay. But anyway, so he's asking, I'm going to call him Tom. Mm. He's asking Tom, where's the owner? And he says, that's him outside. The one under the boulder, I guess. Uh, and and he thinks he's lying. You know, he, he thinks he's fibbing or whatever. And he's trying to buy some tobacco. And he's like, well, you know what? I can't do it. I mean, whether he's dead or alive or here or not, I'm not allowed to sell it. And... Then they go into he or he goes, you mean I, I got to go without smoke today? And he's like, well, I guess that's up to you. There's nothing I can do about it. You're in hell. You're just shorted to smoke. <sighs> yeah. So I, like, I guess it's just like prison <laughs> like, when, when cigarettes were able to be in there, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I've not been to prison. Well, so he's apologized and he grinned, though, and resumed his picking up of the articles. By now, the siren had become very loud. And Cole said to him, isn't he living with a woman? Maybe I could make a bar- bargain with her. And he's like, oh, no he would not do that he is very religious and he's not gonna live in sin with no woman oh yeah okay interesting right but he's got nine but he's in hell (laughs) but he's in hell and you're not gonna live in sin it's this is okay hang on the siren was much louder in a few seconds the ambulance came around the corner Mm -hmm. the ambulance there's emergency in hell hell for people who die, why don't you just disappear like in your video games, like when they just I down on the ground? What happens to you when you die? In there's hell? there's there's an answer for that, so stick around. All right. The crowd drew back. Finally, to make some way. answers to these questions that have been driving us since our history. Yeah. Finally. So the driver and a passenger got out. Mm-hmm. Two men climbed out of the rear. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Two of them. Uh, yeah. So four people. So anyway, uh, one's carrying a folded up stretcher, the other two crowbars. Cole (laughs) was disappointed, as was everybody else. The crowbars and put them on the stretcher. X had not come this time. X had not come this time. If Cole was disappointed, he was also relieved. Twice he had seen X, and both times he was awed. The hair had stood up on the back of his neck. A chill had run over his skin. He had witnessed similar scenes too many times. Within a few hours, the dead man, no longer dead, would be back tending to his store. So there's your answer. That's what happened. You just reset. Mm-hmm. Go so, right back to it. Yeah, like game reset. But I guess you got to go to the hospital and like get a little shot of life. I don't know. So what if somebody was like, "You're not going to the hospital. I'm gonna put you in my fucking freezer." I don't know. Maybe it's not allowed because then you. It's don't not have... allowed. Of no. course, well, it's not allowed here. But you know, well, that kind of shit happens. But no. But I think the point is, and it gets explained later, um, that like dying would be too much peace for you to be allowed. You know, mm. so like you have to come back even if you accidentally did yeah, die. Exactly. So that's how hell. torture in hell works. Like even if they kill you, you come right back and you get tortured again. Well, anyway, so it goes on to there is a lot of descriptive shit in this book. So he goes on to explain an example of his earth and like imagine a snow globe. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, But on the <clears throat> if you're standing inside and you're looking at the curve. Mm from the sides up from in front of you up from behind you up yeah. they're all covered in buildings and shit oh. 
there's that's why there's no sky there's like a sun in the middle of it but it's like earth backwards so basically if earth was earth like we are we're on the outside of the ball they're on the inside of the ball and hell covers every wall of it Mm. does that make sense there's no flatness to it i think most people imagine hell flat because we see it in movies and you just see you know the ground but you're not thinking about you know the actual universe of it all right so naked very deep very deep yeah so here we start naked oh my favorite way to start with a briefcase even better he walked the streets of the city Others, naked too, thronged the wide thoroughfares between the towering buildings. All were men and women of various ages, from 20 or upward. There were no infants, children, or adolescents here. Well, thank God for that. Where were they? In some other city or elsewhere outside this ingrown world? Cole had memories vague. Uh, He thinks he died in an automobile accident. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's about 30 years old. He believes he has a wife, three children, about age six and three. His wife was a blonde good looking he's speculating all this well he, he, he has remembers. memories okay. but he's like they're vague but he believes this is what's correct because you could have a dream and get confused that's reality i did that recently so um he he this is how he describes his wife blonde good looking and something of a shrew he could not remember her face accurately though it seemed to him that she had a nice nose over full lips a rounded chin and a dimple on one of her cheeks so then he starts to think he's maybe an electronic engineer marketing supervisor blah 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 yeah okay (laughs) you were a janitor (laughs) all right so if (laughs) if he had not been so full of hate for his boss at the moment he was killed if he had a chance to cool off and kind of regain some love for humanity um and if he had not also at that moment not been hating his wife whom he'd suspected of infidelity. Oh, I can't imagine. Though he had no proof whatsoever. Just a a sour feeling in the stomach. Mm, He had a bad dream. And if he had not at that particular second also turned his head to watch the sway of hips of a long-legged brunette on the sidewalk. Oh, so they they haven't been fucking and he was... If He's saying maybe he wouldn't have ended up in hell. If when he had his automobile accident, he was at peace. Well, if he was a nice guy, because not only is he hating his boss and thinking his wife's cheating, even though he has no backing and he's also checking out a sexy brunette, Mm -hmm. which hell yeah. I love brunettes. I'm about to be a different colored hair though. I decided on, I think what colors I'm going to be, but I don't know if I should surprise you or tell you. Oh, you finally made a decision. I think so, yeah. Well, I had people vote on it on my social media. Oh. Um, and speaking of, so if you want to follow our social media and see what my hairstyle is going to look like, I am a brunette now, but I'm going to be something different later, and I'll try to post as sexy of a picture as I can. Find us at Gypsy Danger 317 or Bustles and Bangers on Insta, TikTok. I think only Bustles and Bangers is on Facebook, so that's it. <clears throat> Anywho. So he's whining. He's crying. A lot of this makes no sense. Um, He's thinking in his head again. We eat and excrete, copulate without children being produced. Sounds like heaven to me. Yeah, sounds like heaven to me. You don't have to have a baby. All right. They suffer pain and feel pleasure. They bleed, even die. Something has been altered in us. So you're just in a shitty place, but you keep getting recycled in a, a regular ass life yeah it's like honestly like i'm down this I'm doesn't sound down. all that different from what we're doing now yeah it 
Yeah. I mean, so, quit know, complaining, Jack. Yeah, man. Jesus. Make the best of your situation. I know. Go get laid. Man, if you're tired of shit falling from the sky and crushing people, fix yeah. it. Well, so another another bit of a insight to what his the city looks like. Um, you know, the, there's a bunch of buildings. There's a bunch of statues. They're not gargles that you as you'd think, but they're human faces of every shade and every emotion known to mankind. Then we so get it's just a bunch of different. Uh, Oh. It's a bunch of emojis. Yeah. Like, immortalized. Yeah. yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. For every every could facial expression that's ever existed. Yeah, could you imagine a wall of actual emojis, though, constantly? All wallpaper of emojis all the time? You'd go crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he, here we get to his workplace. On either side of the great building, there were two statues. They looked like toads halfway in the process of turning into men or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Over the tremendous arch of the portal of his destination were carved by human hands and in Hebrew letters, do not abandon hope. He stepped through the portal and into a hallway 100 feet wide and 300 feet high. Um, Do not abandon hope. Do not abandon hope. Uh, Is that a play on Dante's Inferno? Maybe. Maybe. Gotta be. So the room of the building was carved out of a single piece of piece of stone a titanic block hollowed so the interior represented the inside of a basketball so it's like they're in a ball and then their workplace is but, like a ball but their earth is a basketball it's that's so currently being it's used. like ball balls <laughs> like just a ball after a ball after a ball it's like opening a bunch of different presents but instead of boxes it's balls <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, so as you can imagine, also the walls curved up inward and desks are on the entire thing. But I guess no humans are on the desks up high. He thinks that may be where demons used to work or something like that. Fiends or whatever. Because they can hang upside down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, all my meth head friends can hang upside down. (laughs) But anyway, people are still made to sit on the curved upward desk area. So I bet that's uncomfortable. So... Um, he starts reading, reading, sorry. He starts writing on a sheet of parchment, um, but their parchment paper is actually tanned human skin from which the hairs had been removed. White or light brown skin, of course, because black skin made the graph graphite marks almost invisible. So of course only... You know, light skinned people became paper, I guess. But like, oh, if look, you can't, dude, I'd make some great you, paper. Great paper. Some you some high are, quality shit right well, here. Well, you'd be some good plastic wrap. You could see right through what you're eating. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, and they're talking about, you know, the rock tree leaves again and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> There's the only thing to eat around here is the rock trees. <laughs> but then how'd you get the fucking coffee? Oh, we ground up the rock trees. <laughs> What did you use to grind up with? We, we, rock, we trees. rock trees. Damn. You're not listening. So basically, this is a call center. Okay. Yeah, so so this person sounds qualified to work mm-hmm. in a call center. So the phones, people he's, are on the phones. He's, he's came out of his house. Mm-hmm. Pissed. Yelled at a slave yeah. for not being able to do slave. Sell him stuff. Yeah. Slave restricting things. Yeah. You, should, you don't deserve a good job, Jack. And then. Jerk. Goes yeah, to his call center job yeah. at, a, at a at a desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you okay. can't even burn the place down. I guess there's no fire in hell. There's no fire in hell. <laughs> so anyway, I guess the coffee was cold. Damn. Mm. Uh, and I don't even I don't even mean cold brew. No ice. All right. So anyway, these people answering these phones. If there was something important coming through the line, they would scribble a note and summer, summon a runner, and the runner would take the note to a guy called the chairman. <laughs> uh, the chairman. This note, uh, this, send this note to the, to the chairman. Uh, so, 
Yeah, like it's a penis. Tell the chairman he's he he's drew a, a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> tell the chairman he's a dick. Wrong person. Wrong person. So the chairman sits on a throne. He was a big man, claiming to be seventy years old physically, but seventeen hundred chronologically. That is relative to Cole's time and exclusive of Hell's own time, which was no time or forever. So see how confusing this is. So confusing. Then how are you measuring it, my guy? He's just talking. Your He's bored. Your trip is going crazy. Yeah. yeah. The chairman's head and face were covered with long white hair. His beard fell to his skinny ankles. His beard in which he wrapped himself as... Like a blanket, like a diaper. Like, like a robe and covered his reputedly withered sex. He called himself Angelo, a strange name for a denizen of hell. It was rumored that he knew Dante, who was also said to be a citizen of the city. All right, but he, you know, he's talking about v how there's... Dante? Mm -hmm. V Dante? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm so starstruck. If he's in this book, I'm just going to melt. Celebrities. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to melt. All right, so he gets into work, right? Mm -hmm. And he looks at everybody around and he is horrified because every man in the chamber except for the chairman was clean shaven there was not a single moustache anywhere oh shit he's sitting there with a single mm, mustache he felt humiliated ridiculous and above all betrayed nope it's time why had his any why had not any of his so-called friends told him that mustaches were out <laughs> and they're and, not your friends. And this is hell. Out is also a proper noun, apparently. Maybe that's how they figure out who's Came getting out. sacrificed today's oh workplace. God. Like, who shows up with the wrong fad item? Yeah. So, okay. Um, head down, cheeks burning. He climbed up the steps between the rows, slid in his own seat. The phone was ringing. He answered it. And then there's some racist jokes I'm not going to read. <laughs> that was it. It's. <laughs> My job is a call center. I call this an old <laughs> racist jokes. No, it's this guy named Sven. And Cole answered, and he says, Agent Sven Hallmar speaking from sector XXB-8N slash B. All right, so Cole knew exactly where Sven was on the map, and he makes this racist joke, and then he's like, um, if you're just going to like fuck around and waste my time, like I'm going to hang up. He's like, no, 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 I got something good. <laughs> Bless you. What it seems like is he's like dropping some information. Because at this point, I didn't really understand what the exchange was. But I think the exchange is like an exchange of information. Okay. So he's like, um, I got this guy who says this shit. You got to listen to him. His name, um, or he won't give any name but Fyodor. And he says he calls himself God's idiot. So Fyodor, he calls himself God's idiot. And he talks about this thing at this place. Yeah. You got to see it. If you need to know what Fyodor might look like, he's bald headed, long bearded. Okay. And he's like, don't hang up. I'll get him. So uh, Sven goes to get Fyodor and Fyodor starts talking to um, Cole. I don't know why we can't just call him Jack. And he's like, give me something I fucking. Think you can call him Jack. Okay. Well, that's, it's that's where they're Jackal. getting to. Um, so he's like, give me something worthwhile because like what you're saying isn't adding up to anything important. He says, uh, oh, and he says, I mean, by, by worthwhile, I mean one or both of two things. Two things we want to know. One, the exact location and identity of the man or woman who could not be here if this were hell. Two, the identity of X, the dark messiah, the bastard Christ. Oh, we need to know where he is. These are the two things that Cole wants to know. So this is what the exchange must be truly looking for. Mm -hmm. Or at least so Cole himself. So they like himself. a rebellion against hell? I don't... I think they're trying to figure it out. I don't know if they're quite a rebellion, but they're trying to figure like some a shit out. Team. Maybe, maybe. A gossip 
call center. <laughs> I don't know. Like where, where's she at? What was she wearing? Like oh a, my God. Like the Hell's tabloids. Yeah. Yeah. It's a newspaper. Uh, Donald Trump oh, has maybe. fused himself to a chicken. Yeah. I haven't ca- caught that out of this yet, but maybe that's kind of what it is too. I don't okay, know. It's a little confusing. You. Like you got to come quick and see it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's Fyodor talking. Okay. You know, for a fact, said Fyodor, that Christ visited hell for three days while his body was in the tomb, three days while he preached the true God and so liberated all the virtuous pagans and pre-savior Jews who had been condemned to suffer hell until he came and he freed them. His presence and appearance allowed them to go to heaven. So Abraham, Moses, Socrates, Guatama, all these and many more who had sought the true light, but were unable to see it because he had not come yet. All these believed him and so were able to pass out of the gates of hell so let me get this straight philip mm-hmm. every hell is relative to what you believe mm-hmm. as is every heaven religious segregation in hell but jesus came for three days came for three days he was and liberated like, what's up guys Let's everybody swim. that believed in prior him. to his yeah because they didn't birth, know he, yeah because they were just innocently confused. They they didn't know. Okay. How could they know? Gotcha. Yeah. So Fyodor cried shrilly. But did he leave? Did he leave? Who? Christ. Jesus. Oh, is he still? Did he leave? But did he leave? Did he leave? Fyodor's freaking out. Oh, okay. Because he's like, you know. I thought you were asking it's me. It's like, no. <laughs> I don't know if he left Fyodor- yet. I haven't read the book. <laughs> Fyodor is talking to Cole. Remember, and he said, Jesus came for three days, preached the good word, saved all the pre-saviors and pagans that believed in him. But did he leave when they left? Mm -hmm. Is he still there? And he's like, Cole's like, what in hell are you talking about? Well, anything in hell that you're talking about, you just say, what are you talking about? All right. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) That's what I'm going to start saying. All right. So Christ came down and was captured and imprisoned by means we can't guess by really mean people (laughs) by really mean means but which we may surmise were not beyond the powers of the devils of course they could not imprison him without his consent but he tactically gave it opened up a chick-fil-a on sunday and he visited and then we stopped time Mm -hmm, yes all right so anyway more blah 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 played traitor to hell while the true christ for the sake of sacred soul thought lost forever Gladly remained in his prison in hell. So that's their conspiracy, I guess. That's what Fyodor claims that he's like, I know some things and I have some ideas. Okay, so. <laughs> I know some things and I have some ideas. <laughs> yeah, so, well, and at that point, Cole is like, oh my God, I wasted all this time with this nut. Okay. Yeah, I need to get back to work in my call center. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my, my boss, Jim, is going to fire me. Yeah. Well, so Jack agrees to go meet Fyodor to talk more privately and he's like you know where i am i'll wait for you here and the phone clicked off so uh jack does not try to call sven back and ask for anything um he decided instead to go directly to where sven and fyodor were and he had to ask permission to leave but after he explained that this fyodor was a possible treasure house he was told to go ahead so clearly you know the chairman's like yeah we need to dig up some shit um so let's see one. I have no <clears throat> idea what's actually going on. All right, well, hang tight. 
let's see. He's whining in his head, complaining. He could not chance leaving his post. There were no compensations. One of the compensations, I think that he's talking about like back in the day. Mm-hmm. One of the compensations he had. No, no, no. Not back in the day. Sorry. Excuse me. There were no compensations. But one of the compensations was Phyllis Nilstrom. She was standing in the lobby talking to Robertson, first telephoner. Like Phyllis is the spinning thing, right? Yeah, they were spinning together. With remember? Jekyll? Yes, okay. Um, right. But she is so in is the... is this when they've met? Well, no, he knows about her. She's at the job. She's in the lobby talking to Robertson. He's the first telephoner of the second shift. The first telephoner? <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to know what his job was. I'm a first-class telephoner. <laughs> but of the second shift. Well, so. I guess in the 60s, this is like the shit. Yeah, she was a beautiful woman of medium height. Her hair was ash blonde, pulled back tightly from her broad forehead, <laughs> and fashioned in a large psyche knot. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Psychonaut? Psych. Psych. Capital P-S-Y-C-H-E. I don't know. We should really keep our phones out and Google some stuff, but it'd take too much time, so whatever. She had long, slim legs, curving, firm buttocks, a narrow waist, Mm -hmm. flat stomach, and breasts that were firm and full, but not vulgarly so. Her voice was husky. So, <laughs> so she's me. So, when I get my hair dyed, hell yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You can tell the difference tummy. between when women authors are describing oh. the the females on their book and when the male authors describe. Yes, their, it's their a little ridiculous. Females. But I liked his description, all right. No, you know? I think uh, no, he didn't. didn't I mean, fine. again, there's a bit of an insult. There's a broad forehead and stuff like that. Maybe so. he likes, Maybe he's a. Tall forehead kind of guy. I just appreciate that he thought she was pretty without her breasts being vulgarly large. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just like them being normally large. (laughs) I just like them being average or itty bitties. I know what you like. I know. All right. Anyway, but even though he thinks she's beautiful, he loathed her. Loathed her. I've actually had somebody like that in my life Mm. that I thought was really pretty, but I was like, I fucking hate you. I need you to give me the name later. All right, but anyway. I, you, 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 when I tell you, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Is she the stripper name one? No, you didn't hello her. Stripper? Who? What fucking stripper? Who the fuck is it? It's a girl I used to work with. Oh, you've told me that. No, you told me that story. She's like a bitch or whatever, Total but she's good looking. fucking yeah. cunt, dude, all, right, all yep. the time. Yep, okay, Everything out of her mouth is so fucking mean. Yeah. Maybe but it wasn't like, just to me. I mean, it's to everybody. Her like whole the, life was like that. That's like the kind of girl you want to slap and spit on, but still get a BJ. Man, holy yeah, shit. Like, she shut your fucking mouth, bitch. Cute as fuck. Aww. But. All right. Well, whatever. And we've <laughs> later in life seen this person. She's still good looking? No, I haven't actually seen them. I've seen them. Oh. I've seen their name. Oh, come across. Like, yeah. Come like, across you might know this like, person. All right. So. Well. So here's why I guess he hates her. A party was given by the head telephoner of sector XXB 1A slash 1. He was introduced. That's, that's my sector. <laughs> he was introduced. That's, that's my boss. He was introduced to Phyllis by Cardinal, who informed him he could shake hands with her, but that was to be his last intimate contact with her. Cole- yeah, Cardinal only shakes your hand once, man. No. Whenever you work for him, no. you get one handshake. The next handshake he gets when he's firing. No, 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 no. Cardinal, Cardinal, Cardinal told Jack that he was only allowed to shake Phyllis's hand one time and one time forever. That's it. You never get to be intimately touching her. Like you can't even brush 
a speck of food off her face or anything. You can't tell her she has a hair on her dress. Don't, don't even. So, um, but he couldn't keep his eyes off her at the party and he wanted her more than he'd ever wanted any woman. Um, but he kept it quiet, you know, and uh, they kept accidentally meeting up at work parties and things like and that because that happens in hell. Accidentally bumping into each other mm-hmm. outside when nobody else is. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess she was with Cardinal at the time, maybe, and that's why there was some possessiveness. But um, apparently, he had nerved himself to tell her he loved her. Knowledge of her relationship at the time with Cardinal had helped him gain courage, for he knew that the two were unhappy with each other. Well, mm. to his surprise and delight, Phyllis had responded. She told him that she loved to move into his apartment. That is, if something happened that would demote Cardinal at present, and Cardinal still held much power. If she left him for Jack, she might disappear murdered and dropped into sewer by Cardinal's agents. Cole did not have enough power to protect her. Oh. So Sounds like sh- Jacqueline needs to go through a montage and yeah. fix up this <laughs> yeah. game. Well, a short time later, someone called Zambini, tele- telephoner for one of the smaller sectors, was caught by two of Cardinal's bodyguards in Cardinal's apartment. They killed him and then searched for their boss, not finding him, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So clearly Cardinal's quite possessive, will murder you if you look twice at his wife, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... He hates her, I guess, because I think she got the guy killed or something and maybe lied about it. Mm. Um, well, so if she lied about it, how does he know? Everybody's assuming. Everybody's everybody's an ass in hell. Yeah. <laughs> They're all assuming. So he passed her in the lobby and he said, how are you? She said, I'm fine. I want to speak to you alone. Robertson looked startled. He <laughs> glanced with narrowed eyes at Cole, then said, Be seeing you, Phil. Not for some time, she answered. She reached out and placed her hand on Jack's arm. I understand you're taking a long trip, she said. Way out. Because he's got to leave to go meet Fyodor, but it's a long trip. Mm-hmm. And he trembled a little at the touch of her hand, and he became sick with <laughs> so the pain of like, wanting her. Oh! <laughs> yeah, but he became sick with the pain of wanting her. He loathed her, but he wanted her back. <laughs> All right. My dick's hard, but I really hate you. <laughs> so, um, let's see. He, she says something about, you know, that I can talk to you. Don't be nervous. And he's like, I'm not nervous. And she's like, I'm sure you're not. And he's like, damn it, I'm not. And she's like, uh, I didn't stop you to discuss your state of terror. So drop, or maybe that's him. Drop it. The facts are these. The chairman wants me to go to the same sector you're going to. Okay, so they're both headed the same direction. Perfect. You are to be my bodyguard mm. or my watchdog. Mm. Hell yeah. So he had to swallow a bitter pill, and he's trying to put a little sugar on it. You're the sugar. What do you mean? I mean, she said, that he thinks I'm perfectly safe with you. He knows what an eager beaver you are to advance yourself and how you'd do nothing to jeopardize your chances, also that you wouldn't have the guts to make a pass at me. Dang. So, 12 hours later. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, at some point in time, Jack had referred to her in maybe, maybe verbally or maybe mentally as a beaver. Oh. And he thinks maybe that's the wrong description. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> I can she, see your beaver. She, 
No, I didn't. I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think you were a beaver. <laughs> I didn't say you were one. I, I said I, I could see, see your beaver. No, well, I fucked up. I fucked up. She remember says, that beaver we saw a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hey, you know what? Everybody, stop fucking littering. God damn it. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Mother that Earth is sexy as fuck, and like you're trashing her up. Oh, so unclassy. So the anyway, was cool shit though. He was. I hope he's okay. So anyway, I fucked up. She was talking to him. Perhaps she said beaver was the wrong description of you. Wouldn't jackal be a better term? A jackal among lions, Jack Cole. For a moment, he did not understand her because it had been so long since he'd spoken English. And he was like, what were lions? What's a jackal? And he knew why she used English. Only with it could she make a pun on his name. So she's like, shall we go? And she beckoned to, she beckoned a servant. No, she's speaking <laughs> English. Yes. So um, he, this says for the first time he was on a mission important enough for him to be given a ticket on the Piggyback Express. Hell yeah. Another property. Oh, I love riding the Piggyback Express. It's yes. My so, but now he's shown only with reflected luster to ride on a man's back while she, the deep freeze bitch, was carried on a palanquin was to be struck in the face. So she gets to ride in some kind of luxurious thing, I guess. And he's got to actually piggyback on this trip. And the piggyback express, just so you understand, he actually has to, like, get on somebody, arms wrapped around their waist, they hold him up, and then they start running at full speed. Hell yeah. Then- Dude, I would pay so much fucking, like, that. you can charge a premium or something like that. That would be fucking dope. Hey, hold up. Well, but they get tired, okay? Who? So the, the the person who's the piggybacker. Of course. We don't care. Right. Well, well, so they have to drop him off, and he has to jump on the next guy. So it's uh, like a relay? And this time, it's a short but muscular blonde. And he, too, ran as fast and as far as he could until his legs almost gave way. Anyway, he they all start, after a while, just dropping his ass. Like, you know, and so it's like being on a, a plane ride. But if you're napping, like your ass is going to get dropped. Just wake the fuck up. So by the time he reached the destination, he would be so stiff and sore, his muscles would creak. The skin on the inner part of his thighs, where they had rubbed against the arms of his carriers, were burning. And he was sick. Oh, he, he said he was seasick or bounce sick, whatever bounce you please. sick. Because he was like this. Three times he had to halt his ponies. Not capitalized. While he got rid of his soup and bread. Where the fuck did you get soup and bread if there are only rock trees and coffee? Yeah, dude. Okay. It was your bread made out of rock trees? Yeah, I don't rock know. Rock tree soup. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, <sighs> he's swiftly beating heart, overdriven adrenaline system, would keep him awake. Dude, I want a piggyback ride like that. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So, um, he's sick to death of this bullshit. He's thinking about his last argument, uh, with someone and blah, blah, blah. Supervisors back talk, get back in the saddle, Cole and ride like the blazes. Oh, he's trying to call his boss and bitch. He's like, this is not fair. She's riding in a wagon and I gotta do that. And this guy's like, get back in the fucking saddle. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, he's like, yes, sir. And he like learned, I think he actually calls twice like an idiot. And so, uh, I was just seeing if you maybe changed your mind yeah. since you had to say, think about it. Yeah. So, Hey, real quick though. Um, little bitty, little bitty pause. How are we doing on time? Because I technically got a little note on here for a, a not a hard stop, but it's like, 
we're like right at an hour. Okay, well, perfect. Because here's the weird ass thing about this book: there are no chapter breaks. Well, then, are we done? We are done because awesome. I don't want to jump into. This is like an abrupt, like. It really kind of was. Just stop. Well, I mean, like I said, he gets to his destination. Right. He calls his boss to whine and cry, and they're like, "Nah, keep going." <laughs> um. So anyway, basically, they arrive in the town that they're supposed to meet Fyodor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but we're going to stop there. And you awesome. just have to listen to the next installment right. to find out what the conversation between Jack and Fyodor is going to be like and where the hell does Phyllis fit in on all this and why is she going to this town? I am thoroughly confused on all of this. So. But are you also interested? I've been more interested in, in this than yeah. any of the other books. This is- yeah. Well, anyway, I you know what? To tell this you the truth, crazy. I was reading this one and I was almost like miserable with it at first, but now I'm pleasantly surprised. So mm-hmm. anyway, thank you for listening to the first installment of Inside Outside by Philip Jose Farmer, a weird hell-based sci-fi about naked people going to work with their briefcases and yeah. riding piggyback yeah, yeah. and right, yeah, thing. getting a good restart if they die. And it's not that bad, but it's kind of bad. So anyway, if you want to find out what happens to Jack Cole and Phyllis Nilstrom, Please listen to the next one. Just click there. Until then, follow our social media, share our information. Please keep listening. Subscribe, download, blah, 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 blah. We love you so much. Goodbye. Bye.